The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. You might have heard about it in the newscast. You might have heard about it if you were watching the mayor speak yesterday after that emergency meeting of, uh, of council. Uh, the mayor calling once again to end homelessness in Edmonton. He wants it done. Listen to this. In 10 weeks' time, he says there's even more urgency now given the economic downturn in the COVID-19 pandemic. He says he wants to see homelessness end in the city before this winter. He is calling on the federal government for help with infrastructure and services. To the table with, um, with uh, infrastructure dollars to build or in the short term acquire units. Um, they've shown tremendous willingness and responsiveness to these needs and in all of my conversations with uh, particularly with the Deputy Prime Minister on these issues and her many meetings with the mayors, our consistent call um, uh, to support vulnerable people has been heard uh, over and over again by the government and in their next uh, phase of, of intervention and building back better, uh, there is an opportunity to act swiftly uh, to deliver the, the federal government's priorities in their national housing strategy, uh, provide suitable housing for vulnerable people, uh, achieve reconciliation in many cases with the overrepresentation of Indigenous peoples, um, also their mandate about veterans. There's so many uh, veterans among our homeless population. So there's a clear federal mandate and opportunity and will, I believe. And so I would invite that to come swiftly. The mayor says he is optimistic the federal government will help because it has been willing to do so in the past. He says working with other, he's going to be working with other mayors uh, on presenting proposals on ending homelessness to the Trudeau government in the coming days. He says he also wants the federal government to demand the Alberta government support their plans. Uh, around this and then for the federal government then to... Um as they did with the uh, safe restart agreements, bring pressure to bear on the provinces to fund within their jurisdiction the wraparound and support services, which the evidence continually shows will in fact save provincial government's money in their jurisdiction around health and justice. Uh, so I need the federal government, frankly, to lean on the provinces all to uh, fund the services, and we need the federal government to lead with the infrastructure. That would solve this. There is a pathway here. So numbers over the past uh, number of years have, you know, floated around that 1,500, 1,600 mark when it comes to the number of homeless uh, in the city. Council was told yesterday that a new estimate suggests the number has risen to about 1,900 people. Now, some of those people are, are living in a River Valley encampment next to Remax Field. You might have seen it if you've been driving by. You might have heard about it. It is being run by several different groups. And uh, while those who are there living in the space say uh, it's a safe place to get to be and and they're they're comfortable there um, and it grew really really quickly as a matter of fact uh, residents in nearby communities um, say crime is rising they want something done about it uh, the mayor saying that he is hearing from businesses and residents about what is happening and believes they can all play a part in helping well i'm hearing from those same business leaders uh, we're hearing from uh, residents in and communities impacted not just by the camp but by increasing social disorder all around the city. Some of that's to do with the economy, some of it's to do with the pandemic, and some of it is the underlying crisis of homelessness that we've been working on for years here since the last uh, tent city more than a decade ago. Uh, so um, 
so we hear those concerns and we are uh, providing leadership by providing a, a answers and a public policy roadmap for how to uh, solve this problem. We've always seen it as a long-term action. I think there's increasing urgency because of the pandemic uh, and because the, uh, the situation of social disorder um, is, is growing um, much more serious and, uh, and there is a better response to this uh, than a camp. And so, um, so I, I think that pressure from the business community is beginning to get through uh, uh, federally and provincially as well. Um, and I would just encourage uh, uh, those uh, voices to continue to advocate as they have to us, uh, to uh, a federal and provincial um, audiences uh, that uh, we need a better answer. So there was talk at City Council as well about the possibility of housing um, those who don't have a place to stay in hotels that are being underutilized right now as well as maybe trailers and work camps as a temporary solution and we know we've talked about it on this show uh, about bridge housing and uh, you know that has been been discussed quite a bit uh, recently at City Hall Um, so there's you know looking at a number of options uh, right now so with more on this just hold on a second. Uh, Kellen, can you click this on because it's not clicking on in here for me? Ian Matheson is the Director of Operations at Boyle Street Community Services. Hi, Ian. Welcome back to the show. Hi, thank you so much. All right, let's start uh, with this. Um, You know, the mayor, you just heard him speak. He says there has to be a better response to all of this than a camp, which is uh, part of what we're seeing right now. Would you agree with him on that? I would, yes. Okay. I think uh, this is long overdue, and I think um, I agree that this is a crisis, and it should be treated as such. So, when we talk about crisis, can you you know delve into that for us, Ian? Because there are some people who uh, probably listening right now are wondering why it would be called a crisis. Can you expand on that? I think uh, anyone who would come down to one of our facilities or went and spoke to any of the folks down in the camp. Uh, would would understand really quickly um, the sense of crisis. If if anyone's been um, in a situation where maybe they've lost their job or they've they've been short on cash uh, one month or another, and felt that impending doom of maybe not being able to make a payment and and thinking about where am I where am I going to be next month, um, you know. Nobody would say that that isn't a crisis, and these are folks who have had uh, often nowhere to be uh, for uh, some of them for decades. So, so I think you know this this is something that's just existed in our inner cities and in our communities for quite some time, um, and it's come to a head because of of things like COVID. Well, pretty much because of the the mm-hmm. COVID uh, outbreak. And so it's really front and center, and and so this is an opportunity to to finally address it in, in a realistic way. So, Ian, just when you're when you're talking about uh, the impact of COVID, I mean, for a, a long time or for a number of months, uh, was it the expo? No, was it well the Commonwealth or so, there was a, there was a space? Center, yeah, yeah, the Expo Center was yeah. was open, and then that got closed down. What did that do? What did the closure of that do to the situation? I think, um, you know, that was a transition, um, you know, it, it, it ended for, for various reasons, but I think it put a, it, it made very evident that um, while many great organizations are working on homelessness um, and poverty and, and the, the tough situation that many people in the city are in, it, it sort of spoke to the lack of a, 
comprehensive strategy to to deal with homelessness as as an ongoing crisis for folks. Um, so we were really good. Expo was a success in many ways, and mm-hmm. that it was it was a successful response to a, a very sudden uh, global pandemic that nobody really was prepared for. Um, but you know, we homelessness was a big challenge before that, and, yeah. and had been for many years. And so I think um, what we're seeing now is is that kind of now what. Um, in a in a very big way, and um, you know I give credit to the mayor and and city to to really bring this to the forefront and and demand some action. Um, I want to get to uh, what he what you heard in those clips uh, coming up in just a moment, but I, I'm curious about a few other things. Have you been sure. down to that camp uh, near Remax Field? I I haven't, but many of our our staff have been working down there, and um, of course, many of our clients are spending time down there. And 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 um, what are, what are what are you hearing about it, and and why the draw to go there, Ian? I think a, a, a lot of our folks who access our services um, and many who don't um, feel a sense of safety. I think they feel a sense of solidarity down in that space. Um, I I think. Um, it's both an expression of need and some some desperation of having nowhere else to go, but I think it's also an expression of frustration with um, kind of this this uh, hamster wheel of of uh, in and out of of homelessness. Um, and so I think there's a sense among many of the people down there and many of the people supporting the work down there that something needs to change. And this is a moment in time where where um, that could happen. So, so I think there's a lot of draws. I think there's, yeah. um, as a community builds in that space, people are drawn towards it. Um, I think there's a lot around reclamation of, of Indigenous land mm-hmm. um, that's really important. And I think that's uh, a huge conversation. The mayor sort of touched on it um, about reconciliation. I think that's a big piece of what's happening down at the camp. Um, but I, I think it really speaks most broadly to the, the need for addressing in a real way um, and, and all of us pushing in the same direction to address homelessness on a whole, on a whole systematic level. Ian Matheson is the Director of Operations at Boyle Street Community uh, Services. You talk about you know, the needs, about the desperation, the frustration, about reclamation, about, about community. And I wonder if uh, the longer that uh, that camp is um, in place, as long as it continues to uh, be there, does that make it harder to dismantle it and, and have people move out of there if other services, other options are put in place? Um, I, I think encampments are always complicated. Um, you know, our our work with many of our partners around uh, encampments, other encampments in the River Valley and around the city, it's always a challenge to, to reach, do outreach to those folks um, and to work with them in a way that, that uh, gets people into the services that they, they really need. So, I mean, yeah, I think as it, as it lasts longer, that, that becomes more complicated because people, um, like anyone who becomes established in, in a routine, mm-hmm. that, you know, leaving that behind can be scary and difficult. Um, but I think what we haven't had in the past is a real alternative for folks. You know, often it's like, well, <laughs> pack up your stuff and uh, head to the shelter. Not really a great option for a lot of folks. Pack up your stuff. Uh, and not really have an answer for them. And so they end up somewhere else 
uh, outside um, or uh, in the inner city or, or back in the same place a week later. So I think if we can, as a community, um, as a province, as a city, as a, as a nation, can really start to provide uh, realistic uh, resources and infrastructure for folks to have an alternative to camping outside, I think that could be really powerful. Well, and, I- of course, it's, it's more complex than just housing units. Yes. Um, uh, and we need to really talk about that. But uh, this is, it, again, I say it's encouraging to, to have this kind of... Um, uh, urgency. So the, the fact of the matter is, at, at this moment of time, though, Ian, there are there's there's no real alternatives, no no in place fixed alternative alternatives, and and part of the reason why the mayor is saying, okay, I want this done in ten weeks. How, how realistic do you believe that in ten weeks something could be done, that something could be in place, that his his statement that wants to end homelessness in Edmonton in ten weeks by the start of winter, how, how, is that just pie in the sky? I don't think it's pie in the sky. I do think, um, like I said, it creates a sense of urgency mm. that is very much needed. I think what we need to talk about are the details of that, and, and there's a reference to using hotel rooms, yeah. there's a reference to using bridge housing, as mm-hmm. you suggested. I think for a lot of folks in in homelessness um, in Edmonton, they're in-between spaces, and, and if you can get people when they're in that in-between Stage when they're not as precarious and as entrenched, um, then then it can happen really quickly. You can get somebody stabilized and then transition them into into housing really quickly. The the real challenge is going to come with uh, folks that we we often refer to as being chronically homeless. Yeah, and they have a lot of complex um, you know uh, things going on for them and a lot of barriers preventing them from getting into stable housing. So. That's where the real work is going to have to happen and, and where a lot of thinking and, and action will have to occur. That's things like permit supportive housing. That's things like um, proper mental health uh, supports, proper addictions, uh, mm-hmm. treatment and supports, harm reduction. All of those things um, are, are going to have to come together for a lot of those people for, for anything to be successful around housing. And it, that will be a long path. Um, but but again, those that's a smaller number than I, I think some of the you know you were saying 1,900, 2,000 people uh, experiencing homelessness. A lot of those folks you can transition in, into some form of stability quickly if again if you have the infrastructure and resources to support that transition. Yeah. So that takes people. Uh, it takes spaces. Um, it takes um, kind of some planning uh, so that there's a pathway. Um, uh, but but it's not impossible and and we do need to think really carefully about those folks who have been entrenched in homelessness for a long time um and we need to move cautiously in that respect but i i again i i I think there's some value to to building some urgency around this because there is it's going to get cold pretty soon here so I think we need to, to figure something out. The fact of the matter is, Ian, we've been talking about this for years now. We, you and I have yeah. had this conversation on and off for a number of years now, and uh, maybe uh, uh, you know, lighting the fire under uh, under the levels of government, um, you know, w- will help some. Uh, there needs to be a will, though, doesn't there? There needs to be a will to help and, and realize that this is an issue, and we need to do something about it right now. I, I agree, and I think uh, COVID puts an even greater pressure on us to do that. Um, You know, I think many people have seen more evidence of homelessness and poverty in their communities and and around their businesses. 
and that's a direct result of folks not having somewhere to go um, and not you know you don't have a place to self-isolate you don't have a place to, to seek shelter um, so you're out in the community and and so I think um, that pressure is building at the local level and the provincial level and the federal level and and I think that that's good um, but you know just as a as an example our facility um, uh, down downtown we only can take 45 people yeah. in during the day mm-hmm. um, because of COVID and and that's not going to change before winter so so we need more spaces and we need more solutions to, to deal with folks um, before it gets really cold because um, it's one thing to have an encampment uh, down uh, down there uh, right now um, when the weather's all right, but when it gets down to minus 20, minus 30, that, that's going to be a very dangerous situation for some folks. So so we need, I think there is, there's an, there's different levels of urgency to this. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I we've been talking to all levels of government. We work with the city of province um, and uh, people are listening uh, and hearing that. And I think there's a lot of really good people in, in the public service that feel concerned about this and want, want to address vulnerable folks uh, in the community. Um, and so having political support behind that um, is, is going to be helpful. Ian Matheson, the Director of Operations at Boyle Street Community Services, always good to talk with you. Thanks for making time this afternoon. Thank you so much. Really appreciate you giving me the time.